Welcome. This is Matthijs van den Broek. I'm the head of thought leadership at Amsterdam-based online CX benchmarking agency Boa, and I'll be your host for today's Digital Excellence podcast. In this episode, our special guest is Tom van den Broek. He's the head of product at Dutch Public News and Sports Organization, NOS. That means he's not your typical e-commerce kind of guy. He's optimizing for other purposes than selling. At NOS, they're doing great digital stuff using state-of-the-art technology that's definitely worth exploring and talking about. So I'm really happy we have Tom on our show. And no, Tom and I, we're not related. There's a lot of Van den Broeks out there in the Netherlands. Tom, thank you for being on the show. It's a great pleasure, and I was really looking forward to this. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing fine, Matthijs. Thank you, and uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, These are strange times, and uh, I'm fortunately uh, healthy, as is my family. So uh, grateful for that, but uh, all in all, I'm doing great. Thanks. Cool. Um, so, Tom, in this episode, we'll uh, we'll hear all about uh, digital in a big news organization at the NOS and the use of data and analytics, machine learning, augmented reality and AI, how you tackle privacy issues at the NOS and um, how you handle the surge in traffic during this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And I'd love to hear more about um, thundering herds and the optimization and launching of new and news apps and much, much more. Let's do it. Um, so COVID-19 first, how did that pandemic hit you last year and what does it still mean for your day-to-day work at, uh, at NOS? Yeah, so, so I work for the digital department, as you mentioned. Uh, before COVID hit, uh, we already worked partly remote. We work with lots of engineers. So the team in total is about uh, 25 people. Most of them are engineering and uh, they, they're used to working at home. And when COVID hit, we fully worked from home uh, from that moment. So uh, we have the tools, we, we know how it works. We do the stand-ups and uh, the software engineering routines. So that, that, that works. What you see is when you don't really see each other for a long period of time, you slightly uh, get out of touch a bit. So strange bugs, strange, strange stuff starts happening a bit. So you definitely miss something there. But all in all, uh, teams are operating. We're still fulfilling our roadmap. And all in all, I'm, I'm quite satisfied. It's, it's, it's a bit harder, but things really change quickly right now. Yeah, yeah. Can you give us, a, because you talk about engineers and about um, uh, product issues and, and bugs, <laughs> can you give us a short introduction on your role at NOS? So uh, how your teams are structured and where you're working on as a product owner in your day-to-day, uh, also the news operations? So we have uh, four uh, digital uh, development teams. One is uh, developing the iOS product, so iPad, iPhone, and Apple TV. The other one, uh, the Android product, the Android equivalent. Uh, the other team is working on our web uh, development, so the web front end. And the, the, the last one is our backend engineering team. And uh, we only do consumer-facing products, so we don't do CMSs or stuff like that. It's only the consumer-facing products. And with consumer-facing have... products, you mean the apps I have on my on my smartphone and and people have on their smart TVs, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So okay. see, these are products aimed at our at the consumer market, uh, because at NOS, yeah, we want as much as people as possible uh, being informed in the right way. So that's what we have to do. Uh, so we have other departments building CMSs, for example. That's not what we do. We only build the apps and the websites 
you can also access from uh, from your cell phone or a computer. So, mm -hmm. and how does so, your role as a as a as a product owner look like then in a, in a day to day? So I'm uh, heading uh, the product team and uh, responsible for product and design. Uh, basically, yeah, it's my obsession to figure out what's the right thing to do, so we can do whatever. Right? You you mentioned a few trends uh, in your introduction. It's really hard to match all these opportunities to our company. So what, what should we do? What should we do? That, that's my my obsession, really. And uh, find a sweet spot between editorial, technology, and the audience. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's, my, that's my job. And uh, I've been doing it for quite some time, but I, I'm, really, I'm really enjoying it because I believe it, it has purpose. I believe uh, we're doing a good thing. Yeah, that's what, what, what counts for me. Okay, so it's uh, also the, the more or less the, the direction and getting uh, deep knowledge about uh, consumer trends and also adapting to consumer trends in their uh, news consumption, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So by origin, we are uh, a radio and television broadcaster. And uh, what we now see in these consumer trends is, uh, and everybody knows this, is that the audience on these traditional media channels is eroding a bit. It's getting older, right? So uh, that's not where our future growth will be coming from, is the general expectation. Television has been proclaimed dead for uh, 10 years now, 20 years now. So it's, it's, it's still Just here. Just like still, print. <laughs> yeah. It's like print, yes. So it's still here. I, I believe it's it will it will stay for, for quite some time. Um, it will change, I think. Uh, the growth will be coming from digital. And that's where we we do our, our research and, and our development and our experiments. Because that's, that's where the growth will be coming from. That's where, uh, why we're operating there and, uh, and we're working in a domain. Yeah. So it's uh, digital all over the place uh, for you. And um, well, you come from a large uh, large bank before you uh, joined the NOS. Do you see any cultural and business differences that you needed to get used to when you made the, made the switch already eight years ago? Because it almost seems like an, another era of, uh, of digital uh, 2013, right? Or how do you look back on those, uh, on those days? Yes. Thanks. It's a nice question. Uh, <laughs> I'm makes sorry, me, uh, <laughs> makes me think back. So, um, yeah, I started working at RTL, uh, which is a broadcasting company. Uh, then I worked consulting uh, for some time and eventually went to uh, Rabobank. I saw the, the mobile app ecosystem uh, take off there. It was uh, between 2008, 2012, and that's where you really saw the hockey stick coming, so to speak. In, in usage uh, and in, uh, yeah, exactly. in, in installations and in, uh, yeah. Exactly. It wasn't really hard to grow fast because the, the mobile access system was really growing fast. So people were demanding more and more uh, automatically in, in the ecosystem. And that's when I switched uh, to NOS. And the cultural differences are very big. I mean, a bank is... It's really a safe place for your information, for your transactions, for your financial uh, uh, information and money. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, so the things you see there are for you and you only. And the infrastructure at NOS is, is designed to display the information to as much as people as possible, right? So it's a total, totally different trade-off also in technical choices. There's lots of stuff at banks that are not so interesting, but there's really interesting stuff uh, in uh, authentication, authorization, security. It's really interesting stuff happening there. Uh, you know, 
when I started working there, we every now and then we had an uh, an attack. People were trying to steal money, and when I left there, it was uh, every day there were tens of attacks. And probably now I, I don't speak people there as much anymore, but probably now they're being flooded with attacks every second. You know, it's it's really it's really uh, in that way it's, it's an intriguing world and the news domain is totally different yeah and you also have another goal there um and one of your goals you already mentioned is to generate as much as uh, access for nos content uh, for consumers as possible how does that that work in your in your day-to-day routines also because you love data a lot can you tell us a bit about the the viewing behaviors and how the goal of nos uh, changed since the covid19 uh, pandemic dominating our lives but also it has a huge impact on on the way we consume uh, news and we live our uh, live our lives at home last month i saw a yearly report our, our research department uh, makes and uh, they saw uh, new spikes a new little spike in the in the two two o'clock and the the seven o'clock time frames. So, and these were spikes were generated by press conferences. So the COVID news is uh, is, uh, impactful. It changes the patterns. Yeah, so uh, where do I begin? So last March, when there was looming, there was gossip, the government was about to uh, to take measures, you know, to to mitigate all these risks, and uh, people were checking their phones a lot. See, is there, what's happening? What's, is it coming? What's what's the government doing? And all these interaction we see in our numbers, and I think it was March 15th or 18th, uh, from the top of my head, and uh, it was a Sunday, and the government took action and uh, introduced a lockdown, and uh, that press conference uh, introduced. Uh, really hundreds of thousands of new new customers in a few minutes on our platform uh, wanting to watch a live stream. And um, yeah, our our infrastructure is built to handle lots lots of traffic, you know. It's, it's built to handle lots of viewers. Uh, so for sports events, we have big sports events and lots of people watching it. But normally we see the traffic building up, you know, people coming in and, and getting a seat and starting to watch the all the talk before the sporting event. You know, it's it's gradually building up. But now uh, at that Sunday that I'm describing, when the government took action and we sent out a push message, 100,000 people coming in, there was, the spike was so enormous, our, yeah, our, our resources froze in a way. So that uh, people couldn't get in anymore because there was a spike so so huge. And uh, that, from that moment, uh, we took some measures. Our editorial team started to announce the live stream somewhat earlier, to try to sp- spread the traffic a bit mm-hmm. uh, in that way. So we it was also... the, the, the traffic jam uh, congestion <coughs> uh, metaphor you used in your in your medium blog post, right? So that too many people want to join the highway, and then that's what you mean with the froze, right? Yes, exactly. So that's what yeah. you, you mentioned the term uh, um, thundering hurt, you know, yeah. it's, 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 that's exactly what <laughs> this is a good analogy. Lots of people at the same time wanting to get in uh, through a door, but it doesn't fit. And then your your resources freeze and uh, you have a big problem. Yeah, obviously, uh, we uh, we were uh, not happy about it. I mean, that's the time you, you want to perform and be there. But uh, we took measures together with our hosting partner and... Uh, I think now we're better prepared for these kind of uh, events. Uh, and from that moment on, COVID 
started really dominating the news. It already did, but from that moment on, it really kept going. And our numbers, the, the things, the stories we tell are about COVID, but also just government takes action. We describe these measures and uh, people uh, read about these things at news outlets. They don't go to the government sites mostly. Mostly they go to news apps and sites. So that's a new role in a way we we have. You know, it's uh, not only us, but also our competitors like uh, new.nl and ad.nl. They, they also tell people what's happening. And so in, in a way the role has changed a bit. Yeah, because normally in in the Netherlands we're not uh, we of course there's news, but but uh, really big news impacting the lives of of millions of people uh, directly. Uh, we don't we don't see that a lot, to be honest, right? No, I'd like to state that we have to concern about the days that there's not that much news. I think these are the days that define you as a news company. Because what do you do? Yeah, but what do you fall back to? What, what do you fall, fall back to more entertainment stories? I don't necessarily think that's our job. Or do you try to tell people other stories to inform them on other topics, which are not that impactful, but interesting nevertheless. So mm-hmm. I think that's, these are uh, silent days. And I think these, these are for editorial team, especially our, our some editorial colleagues fi- find these hard days. I think these are important days, but these days are are not very common anymore. No, so, uh, no. The last it's year, a, uh, it's been full of news, and uh, which which is very impactful. So, yeah, and your yeah. and your role as, as head of product, uh, working on digital and data and uh, accelerating the digital news consumption has become <coughs> even more uh, important, in a way. Yeah, yeah. So as our platforms grow, our digital platforms grow, the stakes become higher. We're a television and radio broadcaster, and my colleagues have the same expectations from, from digital platforms. Television is quite a capital intense activity. It costs lots of money to have a good studio and, and good equipment. And digital uh, has now grown to be as big as television in terms of numbers. And even more important, when people open your app or website, they choose for you as a brand. We all know television, there are people that turn on the TV and they, uh, they, they flip the channels a bit. and. Uh, when you open an app, it's an earned it's an earned visit. You know, these people have downloaded your product and they, they chose. There, there's intent there to see what's going on in the world. Yeah. I think it's a different different kind of number. So uh, yeah, it's become more important, but it's also an earned spot uh, for the NOS, and it's, it's a great thing. Yeah, it's also about uh, trustworthiness and, and quality and uh, objectivity and, and bringing um, and qualitative news in a time of, of fake news and um, YouTube channels uh, saying the world is uh, is flat, of course. <laughs> so what achievements at NOS are you most proud of or what projects did you really, really like and was also maybe challenging for you uh, next to the COVID examples? <laughs> because you're also into sports and in Olympic games and uh, yes. uh, w- uh, soccer tournaments and right yes yes exactly so, so we're a public broadcaster we cover the news and sports maybe to start with the last one when COVID hit we were planning to work to the Olympic games in uh, in Tokyo were uh, approaching in the summer of 2020 everything we had everything planned there and uh, but this all fell apart as you know because the games were cancelled so as a product team we had to switch plans uh, and then you have to prep other work for the development teams cannot say well just 
figure out what you do in the next few weeks. Uh, I have to prepare something. So we really had to work hard and, and, uh, and change our agenda in a very short amount of time. Privately, the kids were at home. So it was really a busy time for me. Uh, in that time, we decided to uh, build the structures to make it possible for the editorial team to launch an event within our existing product. So we used to launch apps sometimes for, for special events. We now have these structures built in our product. So editorial team can now, right now, they can initiate an uh, European Championship soccer page, publish the matches, and do stuff like that uh, from scratch. Or the I know you're a uh, cyclist fan, uh, Matthijs. They can uh, now initiate um, a Tour de France uh, section within our product. And I'm quite pleased with that because... I think we managed to capture the basic building blocks uh, which make such an event uh, in a digital platform, made them reusable, uh, build them into our CMS. So I think that saves us lots of interruptions and focus on the daily routines and, and, and the news stories. So, so I think that's a great achievement. Maybe another one I can, I can touch on is we build a website Last year, it was 75 years ago, the Dutch got liberated from the Germans in the Second World War. Mm -hmm. And we uh, made a website to celebrate uh, the liberation. And uh, what we did there, uh, our editorial team did there, was uh, tell the stories from the last year of the war as they happened in the current news format. So when you went to the website, you read the news of 75 years ago. Of that day in 1944 of where... yeah. Exactly. So, so um, it's a really intriguing project. Quite a small editorial team running it. The traffic was was quite impressive. It rose above my expectations. There were every month over 300,000 visitors. It's really nice to to work on such a project and to, to see people get engaged with these old stories because sometimes we get scared. People forget what's happened. It's, it's still important every day. Yeah, to remember, have, uh, yeah. To remember, and uh, I think it's really nice to contribute to that to that memory. And we also had a, a newsletter, and it had about 40,000 subscribers, uh, a bit less. But I once dove into the st statistics of the newsletter, and it was really incredible how engaging people were. Yeah. Uh, so it wow. had an open open rate of about 70%. Oh, wow, I'd love to have that. <laughs> uh, and... Um, <laughs> Our editorial team was also connecting with the audience. We had old material, people sending us old material. We published this material, this old photograph in the newsletter and asked questions about it. Does anyone know where this picture was taken from that time? It was a Santa Claus on a big uh, a Jeep. And then uh, the next episode of the newsletter, we told the audience, well, thank you for all your answers. This is where the photo was taken. Uh, so, cool. so it's really it's really nice project, really engaging and reliving all these old stories because yeah, it's it's a very important memory. Yeah, so that's also the goal of uh, and the purpose of NOS as a as a public broadcaster uh, uh, coming in. Then uh, I, I guess you talked about digital, about the big importance of digital at NOS and also growing uh, and at Rabobank uh, because of the uh, adaptation of mobile and apps and platforms it, it just went it just went crazy and uh, uh, that was an uh, an instant uh, instant success there so what is a what is a big challenge for you for that growth for now accelerating uh, accelerating it we now have uh, our main uh, our flagship product now has around three and a half million uh, unique visitors every day 
purely and that's Dutch. the app the app right the, the app the and, the and the website and the app and the website yeah so the app has somewhat over two million users every day and the site uh, 1 1.3 1.4 million users uh, every day yeah so we're now looking for for other paths to more growth yeah and, and we believe now that we have to invest in data more to really learn what our customers are doing to really learn where our weak spots are in in our product and to learn if we can see uh, what stories are coming in at our news desk. And so so we now, uh, this year, we will be uh, working on data more mm -hmm. to see if we can uh, find more paths to growth there. That's the, the role of data and how you can interpret uh, consumer behavior or a bit data science and bringing the consumer behavior to life in your in your uh, data platforms then or on the yes, back end so, yes exactly so we 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 do research uh, already we have a research department you know qualitative research and quantitative research analytics we research uh, our digital projects like the tour de france section and uh, innovations we do research on but we still have work to do on more or less the advanced analytics domain to see the the more the more the longer patterns, so to speak. So when are people really getting engaged? Are there patterns beneath that? And we don't now have really the time and the resources to really put enough effort there. So we're now recruiting for people to help us in the domain and, and perform more advanced analytics to see if we can learn from all the patterns between the numbers I just mentioned, the 3.5 million users every day, but what's really happening there. But also for editorial, maybe sometimes there are patterns in our customer behavior that hint us towards, say, a newsletter with a certain bundle of stories, you know? And maybe we see we see a big chunk of our audience really interested in certain type of stories, which we can bundle in a newsletter and serve them that way. These kind of insights. Uh, yeah. Maybe we can get a more, more grip on churn, you know, people leaving us. Are there certain indicators that point to people leaving us and maybe we can understand why why that's the case and maybe mitigate it if we want to so yeah, these are the any, anyone doing a de-install of the de-install of the nos app you'd love to speak to them and say hey what's going on huh? i don't but you can't reach them anymore at that point in time so exactly exactly <laughs> but maybe uh, maybe we can understand more why that's the case not wanting to get creepy but just want to learn from what's happening beneath yeah. these big numbers you know uh, so that would be an important part. Uh, the other part, we will be investing in personalization. So uh, we make uh, lots of stories every day. And uh, I think the heart of our products for the longer time now, we'll, we will stay uh, editorial product. You know, the heart of our product will be curated. Our editorial team will tell you the most important things. Next to that, we want to help you better find stories that suit you uh, a bit. So ne next to these curated stories, these top stories, can we help you find uh, what you're looking for in a better way? So that's what we'll be uh, investing on a bit more. Yeah, so these are the big two pillars for this year. Yeah, you'll directly uh, get into privacy issues uh, then if you if you want to have more personalization. So what are your thoughts there already? Yeah, so it's a good point. Obviously, we want to be on a good side of the topic. The, the don't be evil side. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, when the AVG was introduced in the Netherlands, we decided to stop all embedding, all web embedding, because we couldn't stand exactly for what happened with our customer data when you do a web embed. So we decided to work with images displaying social posts. It's 
quite hard to implement, uh, by the way. But <laughs> <laughs> and also when we will be introducing uh, recommendations, you can do recommendations uh, in certain ways. You can do it by topic, or you can do it by uh, a collaborative filter, and that's based on customer behavior. And obviously, when we process uh, usage information, we will have to get consent for that. Yeah. So uh, we have to figure out how to do it in a natural way. There's nothing wrong with asking for consent. If you can tie it to a result, if you can tie it to a, to a question. If you want to take a picture, you have to give me access to the camera. You know? If you want me to help you find what you're looking for, I need to register what you're reading some more. So I think it's very uh, nothing more than normal to ask for consent and, uh, if, if it's needed. And yeah. we have to be on the safe side there. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So can you also, uh, you, you've mentioned the, the, the World War II uh, project and the COVID-19 uh, speeding up the servers uh, already, how you um, enabled your, your, your editorial teams to make special projects uh, in an instance. Can you also share uh, a failure you're most proud of and learned the most of at uh, working at NOS? Something that just did not work at all. Uh, poo. Yeah, we, we're in the, we are in the fortunate <laughs> position that everything we do is getting used. That's why it's so hard to stop doing things because uh -huh. there's always people using it, you know? Uh-huh. But, uh, but if a thousand people use it uh, and you compare it with your daily visitors, then you can have a bit of an idea that it's not that great, right? Yeah, so we have the NOS lab and there we do experiments, right? And there we can fail. As long as we learn something, I, I, it's okay if you fail. So we, as I mentioned before, we started launching event apps for separate events. And uh, we ha had some launches there. Uh, we made a, we tried to make it white labeled. And then we had some launches we didn't really, people really didn't really engage with, even if we promoted it. So people eventually went to our regular app and site to enjoy the event there. So I think, I would qualify that as a failure. Mm -hmm. um, and and what, also, what did you learn learn from that? That that sometimes making fancy fancy extra topical stuff is not needed when when the the interest is already high. Or yeah, so uh, it's re it's really hard to get people to install another product. It's really mm -hmm. hard and getting harder still. Yeah, it's really hard. You, you, your story has to be. You really have to have a knockout proposition to get people to install something new nowadays. Uh, people just don't browse the app store anymore and, and start looking for stuff. It's, it's really hard to do. Yeah. So that, that's one learning. Yeah, um, so not, not a special NOS app for the Olympic Games, for example. I think that that's not what we're planning right no. now. I think we have this platform now as a, and it jump starts the audience because we have already the traffic there. There's one exception. If you have a very special feature or a very special value proposition, you can still launch another product. So we have this feature in which you could watch all the soccer highlights from different camera angles. Uh, so it's a very different proposition. You use it when you're watching the match. Uh, it makes sense to make another product for it and, uh, and give it another name and, and market it in a, in, a, in a special way. And then people engage with it. But it has to be really obvious that it's a separate app yeah so okay. and another sto story maybe uh which is nice we within the nos lab uh we do experiments and it's very tempting to promote these experiments to your big product or to your production it's very tempting because you get enthusiastic about the technology the opportunity there and 
I think one and a half years ago, we experimented with AR kit. It's Apple's uh, augmented reality uh, technology. And uh, we made a globe there, uh, which was pre projected in real life. And then you could play around uh, with it on your touchscreen, you know, turn it a bit. And uh, we got the idea to use it for our kids' products. Yeah, in the Jeugdjournaal, you used it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But I did, don't want to qualify this as a failure, but it was really hard to do so. So <laughs> uh, what we learned there was it's one thing to show that it works. It's one thing to, sh to see it working, but putting it in production, it's a totally different story because you don't want to get in the way of the normal behavior of the app. It's a feature in the app. Uh, you have to take care uh, the app isn't getting too big. It has to perform older devices and stuff like that. It's, it's the grinding stuff you have to uh, uh, take into account. And that's the difference between innovation and, and real production. Most of the things we see working in innovation, we, we already know it's possible. You're just curious. But then promoting it to your product, promoting it to an audience which has to use the product for several years. It has to be out there. It has to be updated. Uh, SDKs get updated. Every, everything changes all the time. Then that's where it gets interesting. And uh, that's, that's really hard. It's interesting that you named this example of AR because it's already uh, 12 years that people are struggling to get the use case for AR uh, uh, right and that people use it to get more out of their, their daily lives. It is possible, but it's still in 2019 what you did this uh, experiment with the Irrational, right? Yes. And, and, and then it's still some kind of a, some kind of a gimmick um, that, is, that is nice, but definitely not a need. It's true. It's very true. It's within the product. It's a feature. It's not uh, a fundamental part yeah. of the product. Ah. It's it's very true. And uh, AR has been a promise for a long time. Uh, and as a news company, we have to see where it it can help us telling stories. But we tell stories about R, about reality, right? That's what we do. We we tell about reality and. Uh, we've been thinking about AR kit and maybe uh, if there's migrations taking place of people in war zones and stuff like that, you can show them on the globe. Maybe the COVID patterns, maybe the COVID infection numbers, maybe we can display these on a the globe. Now, there's use cases there, out there. Um, so I think there's still lots to be uncovered. For now, for us, it's a feature. We, we've done it. We've brought it to production and a kid's yeah. product. Yeah. But uh, it's not a real fundamental part of our product right now. So No, maybe maybe it will be in the, in the, in the coming years. So uh, you're, you've mentioned you're, you're building up advanced analytic data team. I know that is one of your uh, special interests. So what tips and tricks do you have for other digital managers or heads of products building up those teams? Because... Data scientists and um, data analysts are really hard to find there. Yeah, so we're now hiring, as I told you, and was quite mm -hmm. surprised by the response we got uh, when we put out uh, the open position. Oh, that's great so, already. It's yeah. really, really great stuff. And I, I see really uh, people also involved with what we do. Not, not like, well, <laughs> I want a job, but I, <laughs> I, I think younger people are more uh, aware of the, they're more tend to look at the company and the goals and the, the values of their company they're, they're aiming to work for. So I'm quite surprised by uh, the um, the candidates uh, we we got. Uh, so I'm really happy with that. And how will that team uh, will will that team look like? Will it will it be because you're now with 25 uh, professionals? 
And will mm-hmm. it be a, a, an, an add-on to the other uh, and existing teams that are uh, working at Digital at NOS? We will make room in our existing teams to put effort into personalization, as I told you. Yeah. So what we don't want to do, we, we don't want to install another team and that, that does all the all the new stuff. We want to do these personalization efforts with our existing teams so people can learn also from uh, from these new efforts. Yeah. I think it's important because I, I, I also believe this is part of the way things should be working. I think digital product needs these kinds of qualities nowadays. So you cannot introduce a new team to do all the data stuff. The data is becoming part of all our teams. So yeah. that's, that's how we, uh, we view it. And I don't have real tricks, but what I tend to look for in people is yeah, how they do relate. How do they relate to what we are doing as NOS as a, as a company? Yeah, from, so, a, from a societal uh, purpose and perspective uh, on society, bringing the news, um, yes, yes. independent uh, platform. Exactly. Do they agree with what we're doing yeah. as a company? I think it's very yeah. important for uh, people, uh, not necessarily with ideas, but the capability to execute ideas. Most of the times we have lots of ideas. There are hundreds of ideas out there with the globe. I told you a few, we can mention a lot more, but I've learned to appreciate the quality to execute ideas and really do the grinding work and really do also the boring stuff to get product and features out there. So that's what I've learned to value more and more uh, above ideas maybe. Tom, uh, that's a really uh, nice and interesting um, uh, way of closing this uh, podcast. Do you have any um, um, closing remarks or um, uh, things you wanna 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 share with us at this moment about well, maybe thinking. about about future about um, uh, technology that 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 you'll definitely um, uh, definitely use in 2021 to to get the most out of the out of the platform and the app or any other thoughts. I'm really curious about online advertising. I know this podcast also has, has listeners active in the advertising industry. So I think there's really interesting times ahead there because of the moves uh, Apple uh, is making now. I really look forward to the advertising industry reinventing uh, itself. We're a bit distant from the advertising industry at NOS. Uh, but nevertheless, I'm very curious about uh, how, how this will uh, play out. And also, yeah, the, the, the whole personalization part at, at our company, uh, yeah, we, we hope to, to serve our audience better. And uh, we, we, we're happy every day people trust us to, to tell them what's going on. So hopefully we will keep up the numbers. Yeah, that would be awesome. When COVID-19 will be over somewhere in time, uh, people using the NOS app and website as much as during the lockdowns and uh, during the pandemic, that will be that will be great. Yeah, because then then you'll prove that it is definitely the quality that people are coming from and not because they're bored. <laughs> exactly. So so it's really spot on what you say there Matthijs. So last year we had crazy high numbers obviously and uh, we were uh, talking a bit about the plans for 2021 for this year and formulating our ambitions and our not also our targets you know a bit because you have to work towards something and we were like well well you always want to grow but is it realistic to really formulate a growth uh, upon the 2020 numbers 
and our, our ambition now is to keep these numbers and, and keep people, people at NOS at our platform. So that's our ambition now and not necessarily put 10% on top of 2020 and let's go. It's not really realistic, you know. Okay. So I really uh, agree with uh, your, uh, your statement there. Tom, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Matthijs.